Shop Talk. Hi, hello. Hello, hello again. Hi. Welcome um, back to Shop Talk. Yeah, episode dos. Super excited. So I have some things that we need to talk about. If I'm ever being like absolutely fucking delusional, will you just tell me? Delusional with what you're saying or if you're just like, like droning if I, on? No. <laughs> and on and on. <laughs> I and don't you know don't, what you're trying to say. but So I saw someone post on Instagram they like posted something about themselves and they were just being really descriptive about themselves in a specific way. Okay. (laughs) I'm reading this thinking, no, what the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Like, do you really think you're like that? Are they posting about themselves in a positive or negative? Very positive. Like, presenting themselves as a very humble and like kind, gracious person. And like they, or like that they're very kind, like one of their, main attributes as a person is like their kindness like if you have to (laughs) say like tell people i'm a kind person yeah or like feel the need to put it on a a social media platform probably not the case yeah i just was thinking like this person's fucking delusional and i just was thinking okay there's probably moments where i say things that aren't true about myself or i don't know i think i just start to over pathologize myself and think like okay wait what do you say that the minute i think about something with someone i always like self-reflect and be like oh wait is that me like do i post things and people are like he's fucking like he's not like that at all anytime i make like a definitive statement about myself i have to think okay is that true or if I'm making a definitive statement about somebody else I think okay am I like that you know I think there always should be self-reflection you know who I can't stand if we're just gonna (laughs) get on this bandwagon (laughs) people that feel the need to post their good deeds on social media oh "Oh, I saw this Mm. you know this needy person at quick trip and I decided to go get them a coffee and a donut and blah 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 and I said thank you when they gave that to me but (laughs) I (laughs) couldn't but they're like, here's some change, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But no, people that yeah. feel the need to put that on social media, it's like, that was not a selfless good deed. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely an interest involved mm-hmm. for sure. So mm-hmm. that was one of my thoughts was just someone fucking tell me if I'm being delusional. Okay. Also, <laughs> why is fucking not in the iPhone vocabulary. Oh, yeah. Why every time I type the word fuck or fucking. <laughs> I know. Why is it not added? Like, it's 2022. Why have we not? It's a censor. Like, what? Like, it's I'm not phone. ducking anything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, come on. Yeah. No, like, I agree. Grow up. Yeah, good call. Um, what else? What's your opinion on beauty brands that have supplements? Like, hair care brands oh. that sell, like, vitamins. You know... <laughs> I just feel like it goes back to, like, number one, and your health isn't your sub, what your supplement, your health is how you, how your habits every day, how you eat, how you take care of yourself, the water you drink, like, I feel like a lot of people, and this, this kind of goes against, you know, if a brand is putting it on, but I feel like a lot of people, um, eat like crap and drink and blah 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 don't take enough water but they have the supplement and then they're like why is it my hair down to my knees you know (laughs) and it's like well okay let's talk about some stuff like you just told me last yesterday you were out till four in the morning and you had a a bean burrito at (laughs) 7 a.m for a i'm not no clients specifically are telling me this but you know, it's like, okay, your healthy habits cannot just come from your supplementing. I just... The, Especially I, with the hair. Well, I agree with you, but I kind of was more on in the position of like, what do you know about health and wellness? Like, you sell shampoo. Yeah. Why are you selling me, like, vitamins now? 
It's like what were those Kylie Jenner was endorsing hair oh, uh, care. It was um Care Bear. Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh. But like that brand, that brand specifically was a supplement brand. So to me It's okay. Yes, because that's your area of expertise. Like, of course, you're going to go to GNC or Supplement Giant I mean, to get supplements. Kylie Jenner on it. But it's just like, yeah. it would just be like, I don't, any, you know, mm-hmm. any any brand that that's not their yeah. thing. <laughs> just like yeah. selling something. I, I don't know. I just was thinking about that. And I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. Also, this is, I had a lot of random thoughts, but I was talking to one of the girls here and we were just talking about dating and how hard it is to find quality people um, when you're dating Mm -hmm. and how that can be kind of defeating. And (laughs) I just had this random thought. I think it was like jogging or something, but I had this random thought that we're so concerned about finding this person that has like certain lifestyle things or they need to have a certain job or whatever and like these guys are out here like half of them are washing their face with bar soap yeah (laughs) two in one shampoo the standard is so low and we're just like i just want them to like hang out with my friends and have a good job and all this stuff and i'm like they are their standard is just yeah on the uh, it's beyond the ground person you're searching for does not exist i don't know like clint's like he uh... what's clint's skincare routine (laughs) I don't know. Actually. Using a bar of soap. I keep wanting to grab this Stanley and take a drink. I am so thirsty. He well, oh, perfect. I'm thirsty. Thirsty. I'll talk about my hun- for husband's men skincare and for routine a drink. later. Okay, so today we are having a uh, basil um, vodka drink, super a gimlet, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tito's basil from my husband's herb garden. So he went and picked those. He mm. harvested these for me this morning. Um, a little bit of simple syrup. I threw in a Sprite Zero in there. I just, I love the fizz it gives. <laughs> so the only difference from last week to this week is, is basil. basil. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. So, those of you watching on YouTube, you can mm-hmm. see our nice little Shop Talk mugs. So Ask us if we wash these before we put our drinks in. I, already, I washed them when we got them. <laughs> Thank God. I wasn't Not concerned. a disgusting pig. Ah, yes. Is that good? Lisa know. has this thing about every time she takes a drink of something, it's always like, mm, that's too sweet. I'm surprised this isn't too sweet for it's you. It's like just enough. I do not like sweet d- drinks. Like it gives me like bubble guts. Like I do mm. not feel good. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's like even when you take a sip of something, like, oh, here, try, try my drink. Ooh, too sweet. Like, bitch, well, I didn't ask you to drink the whole thing. Uh, I asked you to take a sip. <laughs> yeah, and you asked for my opinion. I didn't want the. I wanted you to tell me it was good. Yeah, <laughs> that's I all I was asking God. for. Okay, so let's dive right in. So the title of yeah, um, today's what? episode is "Am I the asshole?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of gonna we're gonna talk about some of the questions that you guys asked us. Mm-hmm. Um, which thank you guys so much for all the feedback. We got a lot yep. of really great questions, or just inquiries about certain things that I wouldn't even have thought to talk about or Mm -hmm. that you guys would be interested in. So thank you for those of you that submitted stuff and keep submitting things. If you guys think of anything, even if it's not industry related, maybe it's thank you asking about Lisa's skincare routine, which I'm not (laughs) convinced is in a bar of soap. And (laughs) a lot of questions that we had were about COVID. um, Handling the salon during COVID and the aftermath, like what things have changed. And I really love that topic, um, especially from the business standpoint of it. And so I think that just needs to be dedicated entirely to an entire episode. Yeah. And we can dive into all of that and, you know, what we've loved and not loved about that. So 
we'll probably touch base on that. Um, a lot of clients' horror stories. We don't really have a ton of really bad situations that have happened with clients. We which did I have a client take. leave a breakup note in the salon. Oh my god. <laughs> she broke Actually, up it was with... like a confession. It was it, like... <laughs> oh yeah, it was like a confession and a, a breakup confession. note. And like dropped it in the salon and we were like, holy cow. It's what if they're still the... together? <laughs> it's currently um, held up on the break room refrigerator with a magnet. <laughs> what I wanted to talk specifically about was like client icks, like a few things that you know just isn't okay anymore and can i just jump right into one yeah sure <laughs> my god okay i was thinking about this when i was um, drinking coffee this morning people that take their shoes off in public places specifically in a salon but just in general airplanes airports any yeah. sort of transportation center what is wrong with you <laughs> why are you taking your shoes off i will tell ah. you since i've had a child you take I, your shoes off. Oh, every day she doesn't wear shoes i quit wearing them no <laughs> since fit. i've had a child my feet swell now i'm sure a lot of women hopefully can relate and that's normal <laughs> but my feet swell now and i have had the urge to take my shoes off in a public place like if i don't take these socks off right now i'm gonna implode so, but but do you? No, I don't. And I also think that the people that we think about that don't take their shoes or do take their shoes off in public places, they're, I don't know. Honestly, what I take away, it doesn't annoy me. What I just think is like, can you imagine being so comfortable in public that you do that? Like, I feel like when I'm out in public, I'm very self-aware of how I look and I'm nervous for, for whatever reason, especially like flying, you're around people or in a salon and I don't know, but you're so incredibly comfortable wherever you're at that you're like, I'm just going to get comfy. I'm just going to dive right in, take my shoes off, it's just post so up. It's bizarre. It's it is. beyond bizarre to I'm me. I'm a little jealous. I don't know. In a salon, I definitely wouldn't because, okay, like we're very clean um but there's still hair everywhere my my i let my son crawl around in here judge me and he's got hair on his hands well and to to snowball on that i knew a guy who he was a barber who ended up getting like a hair splinter um Mm. like a small piece of hair it got stuck in between his like where his pant line was like underneath his belt ended up getting infected and he ended up having to get a football size piece of his body cut out. He never um, cut he hair died. again. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, he's fine. He never but cut hair again. No, he did. But, you know, just think about that from a tiny little hair splinter. Like, you just oh, think yeah. that that's not even possible. But, you know, any, ugh, I just, there should be no reason. This place could be spotless. Why do you have your shoes off? Yeah. It's, it's once beyond. again, it's beyond. I love how you take it a uh, very like judgy, like, are you mm. fucking kidding me? And I'm like, God, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, God, no. I'd kill to take my shoes off Keep everywhere. Shoes I know, and I will. Ugh. But okay, so what? Fine, I'm gonna dive into what I was gonna talk yeah. about. So, my thing, and <laughs> this kind of snowballs off of COVID, but my prices are not subject non-negotiable yes and so (laughs) in the past and in particular luckily i don't do this client's hair anymore but i mean okay so the it it goes two things one thing is there is not a difference between a haircut and a trim can i say it in the back can you can you just do a dusting yeah 
well, it's just a trim. And this client in particular that I always got that, well, it's, a, it's just a trim. I'm still picking up the same amount of fucking hair on your head, okay? <laughs> I'm still clipping those little yeah. ends. Well, just to me, it all boils down to words, and it's like, is there hair being cut? Yes. Are we cutting hair off your but head? But then that also just goes back into the whole umbrella of like, you are saying that my time isn't worth what I'm charging. The minute you said that. And well, that's, and it kind of goes back. Incredibly I think disrespectful. Most hairstylists have probably seen this written somewhere. Like it's a lot of memes and stuff, but it's like, you're not paying for the five minutes it took me to do this. You're paying for the 10 years it took me to be able to do this in mm-hmm. five minutes. Yeah. You know, and so it's really, yeah. And so I think People just think, oh, it took her no time. Why do I have to pay $35 for a trim mm-hmm. or whatever? And it's like, it's not but about that. the minute that. you're like, having to ask that, then you don't respect the work that, I, uh, that I'm yeah. doing. You don't respect me behind the chair. Well, and, and I just think if it's that simple, then cut it yourself. Well, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Just if, if you think it's that simple or yeah. that there's no skill involved. Because like, I think people can attest, like, there's and, – and it never is just a trim. Like, have you ever just been like, okay, two seconds done? Like, very mm-hmm. random, maybe on some people, but there's usually layering involved. There's usually some sort of face framing or, you know, front fringe work. Yeah, always. like there's always refinement that has to be done. And so, also, it's like if you're gonna like downgrade the service, mm-hmm. then why do, why does it matter if I do a good job or not? You know, you're yeah. just saying like it's not that important. Well, and it's just I think for me, it's always the the audacity to say it mm-hmm. you know i just i'm i'm the person though also that if i'm at a restaurant and the food is bad or i get the wrong thing or mm-hmm. i ask for something that you know i didn't want on it and it comes with it i don't say anything i don't yeah you know i just there's something to me that's just so cringy and awkward about complaining especially to service industry workers well and even more, more now than ever a lot of places are sh- short-staffed yeah so you're dealing so it's with like do you think they give a fuck that they left the spinach on your whatever yeah. sandwich no they don't care yeah you know um, <laughs> they're underpaid and we kind of went through this time frame where we couldn't we didn't have any of these options we couldn't have get our hair done we couldn't yeah. go to a restaurant and so i felt like people really started to appreciate us more and so i i definitely am enjoying that side of the aftermath of the pandemic but there's a difference between you know trying to work my prices down and us negotiating what you can afford yeah you know like if you're sitting in the chair and saying you know um okay your full head foil weaves that's too much um how much is a partial and then we kind of go from there and and have that consultation that's totally fine you decide your budget i'm not going to tell you what you can and cannot spend just like you shouldn't tell me the value of what Mm -hmm. you're spending your money on which you know this isn't a garage sale no it's not and i feel like the industry up until honestly covid it was kind of treated like that you know yeah when I first did hair I mean I got it way more than I do now and a lot of that has to come with my experience too now and um most of my clients have been with me for so long so they respect me and what I charge but um I do feel like because like I said people didn't get to see us or have us they really started to appreciate you know our value well and I think there's something to be said too that the reason people like that do this is because they get what they want a lot of the times. Yeah. So I it's think those of you that are in this industry and that offer services like this, you have to, we all have to collectively like uh-huh. put these people down and say no, like put them down like 
kill him. Yeah. No, but, you know, like, say no. Euthanasia. Stand your ground. Yes. Don't give in. Because then if the industry standard is that these prices aren't negotiable, then no, no one's going to keep doing that. Well, and I can also say from experience, the minute you say, okay, you're right, it's just a trim, don't don't worry about it, then the next time they come in, it's, well, it's just a full head foil highlight, you know, or, yeah. you know, or what it's else can just they chip a toner, or it just takes, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just, and then, and from my point of view, when I have kind of cowered and said, okay, that person keeps coming in and you're uncomfortable and they keep devaluing your work. And I remember one time I had, um, a client say to me, well, you're a hairstylist. How much can you make? Like mm-hmm. basically saying yeah. like, I don't amount to a pile of shit. And I was like, well, <laughs> actually, let's, let's discuss this. Like kind of got really defensive. Cause I mean, don't come at me like that. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. defend myself, but you I know, think this it, is also it's just a, a lesson. That, and like who speaks to people that way? Oh, I because know. do you ever go to any place like a store a restaurant, a hotel, like nothing else is negotiable. How, why is it acceptable? And the reason it's acceptable is because we've allowed it to be. Mm-hmm. And so people really need to push back. And And that's why I'm such a proponent, too, for, like, standard price increases. And even if it's just a few dollars every year or whatever, yep. like, everyone should know that this is this is a business. Like, we are here first and foremost. Like, we're not here, you know, just to have fun and whatever. Yes, we get to do those things. But yes. this is to make money. This is our livelihood. This is a business. And yeah. so Support I just, family. you know, I always think whenever... I think the problem, too, is when you have people involved, it feels personal and it feels Mm -hmm. like, you know, when you've built a relationship with someone over several years and whatever, they they feel entitled to, you know. That's what's so interesting about it. It's still, no matter what, is a professional or a service Mm -hmm. situation because they feel comfortable enough to say, well, it's just a trim, but you don't feel comfortable enough to Mm, say, no, I know. Well, I haven't. I've definitely gotten better, but you know (laughs) what I mean? Reason to have a manager. Yeah. Then you don't even have to really like deal with that stuff because yeah. And then that's the problem too, is we kind of talked about this in the last episode was when you build that personal connection with someone and you have rapport with them and you talk about their lives and their kids and all those great things, it is hard to tell someone no that you start to care about. Mm-hmm. And also one thing I should say, especially for some of these new hairstylists that are listening in, if they are, um, you know, those clients never last. I can tell mm-hmm. you out of all of my clients, especially the ones that have been with me since the beginning, they have never asked or questioned my pricing or tried to dumb it down or mm-hmm. anything like that. And the clients that have done that, I don't see them anymore. Well, this is a completely to a lesson in setting boundaries from the jump. Yeah. You know, you have to set these really mm-hmm. clear boundaries with people, just like you do with your relationships in life. You need to do it with your clients because those are relationships. And so yep. you want to start building from the beginning really strong, clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you have to be rude or, you know, offensive. You just have to be very clear. And it, I mean, it just boils down to professionalism. Mm-hmm. But what he said earlier, you know, having a manager, and that's why it was very important with me opening the salon, is I needed somebody that go to that can have those difficult conversations. We're hairstylists. We're creative beings. Mm-hmm. We want to talk. We want to get to know our clients. We don't want to have the hard conversations. And a manager typically is somebody that, you know, can handle that. Yeah. Okay. So our next thing that we wanted to get into, if you guys I- 
I got all the basil in this fucking drink. Oh my god! Look at just, all the basil in my drink. Just eat it. It looks like a Professor Trelawney's tea. Shout leaves. out to um, fresh fresh district microgreens. What fresh Microgreen. district? Fresh district microgreens. Yeah. Boom. Cool. But yeah, my mm. husband is growing. He's making um a basil microgreen, and it's like ten times more <laughs> more flavorful than the one we have. And so I was like, you need to um sponsor our drinking yeah. shout out to him give him a quick super follow. cool yeah follow him on instagram if you have anything that you want to add to our um trim and haircut conversation positive or negative we would love that feedback too yeah because i'll come for you I'm oh wow okay so i have some good little uh stories that we're gonna weigh in on and <laughs> let's just let's just get into the fun one right away Am I the asshole for getting a hairstylist fired for suggesting my daughter had crabs? (laughs) (laughs) Pray tell, go on. Okay. My daughter, Tia, has a cognitive delay. Although she's 25 years old, her intellectual and emotional capacity are that of a 12 or 14-year-old. I'm her legal guardian. Tia and I visit our regular salon last month to get her hair cut. While shampooing her hair, the stylist, Alejandro... Notice she had lice. Instead of telling her quietly, he caused a big scene that left Tia in tears. Mm. His reaction was so loud and exaggerated, it caused everyone in the salon to stare. He gasped audibly and took two steps back. <laughs> throwing. <laughs> I get it. I do. I'm just I picturing mean... a little, like, sassy gay boy. <laughs> <laughs> he gasped audibly and took two steps back, throwing his hands in the air and tilting his hip. He shrieked, oh, Jesus, girl, you're crawling with, <laughs> with pejillos, pejillos. I don't know. That must be Spanish for Lies. something. Must be Spanish for They life. probably went south. So you better get checked for labia lobsters. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who, what salon is she going to? The one by the lake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my daughter was dumbstruck. She didn't understand the words he was saying, but she sensed his tone. By the time I got to his booth from the waiting area, her chest was hitching and tears were streaming down her cheeks. I put a towel around Tia's head and guided her out of the chair. I told her we had to leave because her brother had locked himself out of the house. Alejandro and I locked eyes and I gave him a look of utter disdain. Once we were safely in the car, her sobbing had subsided. I told her that her brother had texted me that he found his keys so we could get ice cream. We started talking about other things, like her friend group. That brightened her mood and seemed to forget the incident. We finished our ice cream, and I told her we should get her hair cut while we were out. I said that Alejandro's shift had ended and that we needed to go to a different salon. I advised the stylist that she needed a lice treatment. By the time we got home, I was steaming mad. It haunted me all evening and into my nightmares. The next day, I searched the internet for the name of the salon's CEO. I called his office and demanded to speak with him. He wasn't available, but his assistant took my complaint and promised to pass it on. Fast forward a month later, and I had heard nothing from the salon. It was time for my son to get a haircut, so I called to make an appointment with anyone but Alejandro. I asked for three different dates, but the stylist who answered the phone, Alicia, told me they were booked. Her tone was curt, which made my spider senses tingle. I just came out and said it. Alicia, is something wrong? Her response floored me. She said, yes, something is wrong. You got Alejandro fired. You could have handled it with the store manager, but you didn't. Your family isn't welcome here anymore. Oh, my God. My jaw dropped, and all I could manage was a timid, okay. 
I hung up and began to reflect. Am I the asshole for reporting Alejandro to the CEO? Am I a Karen? <laughs> That's a good uh, end. Sorry to all Karens. Um, first of all, yeah, did you have to go to the CEO? <laughs> that seems like a little so, crazy. But also, no, you're not the asshole. Like, ve- like that was very unprofessional. And then also, uh, your kid had lice. What are you doing at ice cream? Take care of the lice. <laughs> I'm kind of like, hey, No ice calm. cream when you got lice. Well, no, it's like calm your daughter down. I totally understand her being upset. And yeah. go get a lice comb and take care of it. Maybe, you know, I felt like it was kind of the lice part it was kind of not kind of slid over i don't know yeah but he was very unprofessional so i'm assuming uh, you know obviously they don't mention the salon but i'm assuming it's some kind of corporate franchise if there's a ceo involved but regardless i it seems a little a lot of work honestly to go all the way up to the ceo I mean, the way that the OP or original poster writes, she is very descriptive. Like, just how she says things is very dramatic. (laughs) Which, obviously, the situation is traumatic. So being dramatic about it isn't, you know, totally out of line. But I can see whatever she said to the CEO was probably very, you know, over the top or whatever. But... I thought this was an interesting story because coming from the position of like leadership within the salon, yeah. how would we handle this or what we would say? Because, you know, I, mean, I, do... I don't think I mean, we're for we don't we have not hired anyone that I think would do that. <laughs> would use the term labia lobsters. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? What salon? <laughs> Where are you at? Talk like, about salon X. If my that mom, right there. if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I have to explain so many things to you after <laughs> She's like, what's a lobster? Anyway. She's like, what's a pojillo or whatever the fuck that word was. But um, <laughs> I, I can relate to lice being scary it's like, a sense it's sensitive too yes. it's and, a very you know nobody kind of knows i've had lice in my little suite before and you know you're halfway through a haircut sometimes and you mm-hmm. see it or and you feel bad and but you you handle it professionally because that's first of all it's common decency that's how you want to be treated yeah if you had lice on your head most people who get lice on their head didn't mean to get lice well and don't why would you ever want to shame somebody and i don't i don't necessarily know if he was shaming someone it sounds like he's like a sassy little gay boy with the whole hip thing and all that well and it sounds i mean she probably wasn't worried about how he behaved before this if she was seeing him regularly if that makes sense and then you know he behaves that way but I mean, have, have you had a life situation? Never in a salon or never. Like, we when I worked at the Paul Mitchell School, there was a few situations, but... Oh, I had one at the Paul Mitchell School when I taught there. Mm. We had given out free haircut vouchers, and this woman came in um, and wanted to redeem it. And I'll never forget the student. Like, he got set up for his uh, color service with her, and then... He goes, uh, Lisa, I need you right now. He was kind of a little sassy mm-hmm. thing, too. And I go over there. <laughs> we'll call there. him Alejandro, too. <laughs> Honestly. He not. goes, this bitch has labia lobsters. And I go, oh, oh. <laughs> no, and he he was so good about it. Like, let's let's discuss professionalism, especially with a student, a mm-hmm. young student, too, as well. He had had the hair parted out for a hair color, and he had his section of hair that he was going to foil. And he goes, how much gray do you think is in this section? And I thought, that's a 
dumb question like why does it matter and i looked at the section of hair and it had it was crawling with lice Mm. and some of the lice i think had like died on the hair Mm. strand oh it was so disgusting and i looked at him and i said about a hundred percent gray let's let's go over to the color bar and reformulate and so he and i like went over to the sink and just scrubbed our hands Mm. and our arms and cried and i was like okay um you know, let's let's go have a conversation with her. Tell her what we right. see, and tell her she that was nice to get of it you guys, though. To well, and handle that's it that that's way. how you handle it. Mm-hmm. Like for one, I think he I think he knew as a student too. You know, you really don't know what lice is until you see it. I feel like a lot of people, you know, sometimes they think dandruff, you know, mm-hmm. flakes or whatever or lice. But well, and you he, know, I think we've all heard like the misconception about lice is that you're dirty, and and that really isn't like how no. it is. Most of the time, it's spread through. Uh, children. Well, and it's, 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 it's spread in hair. schools, and mm-hmm. then you know, when you're in a household, say you're in a five to six person household, it's hard to not have that stuff spread. Well, and lice has to attach to the hair strand, um, and so if your hair's dirty, covered in product, oils, you know, dirt, I guess, um, that lice cannot attach. And so typically it is clean hair and it's usually in hot spots of the head so that it can survive. So behind the ear and the very back, it's typically where you see it. But um, no, no, um, that you are not the asshole. I think for being upset, CEO is a little much. So do you think it's a fireable offense? Um, Do you think he should have been terminated? It's so hard to terminate people, you know, that's such a I cannot make that statement I don't know I'd have to be there because you know and she's upset did he he should have never said that so this actually this story made me think of a situation that I had in the salon what's funny is when I was reading this I was like I would be the person that says something like this and none of the girls here would say it it would be I would be the one that says something out of line not this particular situation no but like I'm saying I would say the thing that's like not appropriate I feel like like the joke or the bit or whatever and it made me think of the one time we were at the color bar and we were like all joking around or whatever. And we were talking about, maybe we were talking about baby names or something. Maybe this was when like every person I know was pregnant and they, somebody was like talking about the name Monica and you were standing there and I was like, ugh, Monica's a dog's name. Which is my dog. Which is her dog's name. name. Yeah. And just so happens, how many Monicas are in the world? There's a Monica sitting in the salon chair literally closest <laughs> to me. She reports it. Yeah. And so she had no idea the context of like what I was talking about. But again, you never know who your audience is. This is what you get for making fun of me and my dog. I know. I'm an asshole. We all know. Mm. So, but you know, I just thought about that. And what's funny is she came back in, you know, eight weeks later or whatever. And was like hey like I don't know if you overheard that but I like tried to redeem myself and she's like I didn't even hear you guys talking so thank god she didn't hear it but you just never know your audience and Mm -hmm. you know I don't know if he knew this girl had some sort of like cognitive delay or whatever and that like he was taking advantage of that like with joking you know I don't know I think a a lot of little you know sassy gay boys will say stuff I'm not like that. But, like, you know, people will say stuff like that and just because they think it's funny. And, and sometimes it is funny, but I think it's just knowing, like, there's gets, a line. There's 100% exactly. a line. I think that's where I get frustrated, though. Frustrated. I hate when people say frustrated. And sometimes I say Did it. you just say that? I think I did. fucking stupid. I, <laughs> Can you pour me another drink? I know. I want another one. Um, 
No, I we never picked a word today to drink okay, with. I'm talking. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> I think when I get frustrated, frustrated. With, with people is uh, like, I think a lot of hairstylists think it's okay to be unprofessional and kind of crude and crass mm-hmm. and say things that are bold. And, you know, you create a relationship with somebody to where you can kind of, you know, cross those boundaries. Um, but he was unprofessional yeah, no matter oh, totally. what I, in the situation. And yeah, like I said, don't go to the CEO, you know, maybe call the manager. And this kind of goes to some of the conversations I've had recently with clients. Um, kudos for her for not just leaving a public review and bashing the yeah. business. Like she at least addressed somebody um, that can take care of the situation. I don't think her goal was to fire him. That sucks that he did get fired and hopefully – um, he learned from that situation. It's or kind interesting of... complaints. Like what? What is the goal when someone complains about something? Like what is your goal in? Yeah, I think with her, you know? she was probably just so embarrassed and upset. And I mean, it could have been to fire him, but I, I think it was. People just want to be heard. Yeah. That's really yeah. what it boils down to. And when 100%. they're upset, they want to be justified in how they're upset. And I'm sure she probably, outside of the internet, she probably talked to a lot of people in her circle who probably kind of pushed her to, you know, mm-hmm. to say something, go to the CEO, whatever. And that probably um, pushed her a little bit from there. But um I think really what it boils down to is when people complain, it's they want to be heard and justified in how they're feeling. That's yeah. what I mean, we're human beings. Totally. Just don't go like don't go on Google. I don't know. It's like yeah. you know, we have such small businesses and luckily we really have never had that many I mean, we do have some negative reviews it happens, but you know, you coming to me and saying I'm upset and here's why Um, and us having an actual physical conversation about this is going to be way more conducive and effective to the situation than going on Google and just bashing. And it, and it kind of goes to, you know, this podcast, you know, I try to, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not saying names, you know, everyone keeps asking, oh, you know, tell us your client stories. I want horror stories. And it's like, oh, I have plenty of horror stories, trust me, on my end and on clients' ends. But, you know, I never want to, um, talk ill of, of someone or a situation that somebody else is involved with when they can't defend themselves. And that yeah. is exactly what leaving a review does. It's public from there on, and what you say, everyone just has to believe now. Well, and you know what is great is, and I don't know if it was always like this, but Google has the like response part where yes. businesses can respond, which I love to do, especially <laughs> when... Check it out. <laughs> yeah, go check out our reviews. Oh my because gosh. I love to respond to reviews, especially in situations where people like victimize them themselves in a way that's really not even like relevant to the the situation and you know <laughs> I took d- the rest oh thank you I'll make you um, and you know we'll just set the record straight so that you do have a you know a place to defend yourself and mm-hmm. honestly our last review is that same situation and I'll just briefly talk about it she she left it on Yelp which ugh Yelp let's yeah who well, even gets on Yelp that's another podcast that's Yelp. a salonic that is a salonic <laughs> good call and she basically was upset that our hairstylist had to cancel her appointment twice because she had lost a family member 
So remember the, the first. Don't even get, I was just telling the story oh, yesterday. Yeah. Actually, she was upset and I mean sent us this long message basically saying she would never support a business that would cancel like this. And she knew too. She knew yeah. that the stylist had lost a loved one and w- literally was not even physically in the state. She was going to take yeah. care of the situ. You know, her the situation and everything. And um, she said, "But you're my only option." So and we just said you know what you're not a client that we want i don't i you were so disrespectful to her not even us you know she was so disrespectful that the stylist was grieving um her family was grieving all of that um that we were like no we don't want you in the business we don't want your money and then she said i'm gonna make sure everyone knows how you treated me and we liked it <laughs> we didn't Thumb, respond to that because i just oh Please. i don't so, well, well, I mean, and that's the thing and that you was know, unprofessional I, well, but it's it's not unprofessional she a line. I, think, I think what i love is now right now this history this history this time in history we don't the customer isn't always right and it's yes. and it's not it's and it's not even let me just get on my soapbox while lisa remixes our drinks but it's not even like of course we value customers everything we do here is about building great relationships you know oh my Same god way. um you can say I, hate I, you. I hate you i hate you so much but, you know, it's it's all about building great relationships, and that includes give and take on both sides. Like, of course, there's going to be scheduled situations that come up where neither sides can control it. We have a cancellation policy. We don't always enforce it. You know, if there's a situation and you're a long-term client that's built great rapport. Oh, my God. Lisa's loud in the background. And, but, you know, we hadn't built this relationship with this client yet. And so... As a first-time guest, you coming in and just treating the staff and the stylist with really no respect at all, it was just, you know, I basically said to her, like, we are looking for clients who understand the value of our business and also understand that, like, life happens and we all have to be flexible and you, you just don't seem to fit that. And so I don't need any more fucking basil in this fucking drink. Uh, so anyways but yeah she left on yelp and jokes on you no one even looks at yelp so well me let me get back on on here but (laughs) is that like the worst drink ever oh Um, my god um she left us a review and basically said we were awful and never never mentioned in her review that we had canceled so for bereavement so that the client or so the stylist could you know be with her family and kind of mourn let me can i just add to this that we canceled and we got her rescheduled within 72 hours of her appointment and this is with a stylist who's booked out about eight weeks Oh, we so we awful. made her. Of course, yes. We made her well, work outside but, of her schedule. But this goes back to you know the whole theme to all of this is in her review. She never said why we canceled. She yes, said we yeah. just canceled out of nowhere, yeah. and then we were like, you can't come in anymore. And it's like, oh, <laughs> right. boo hoo. And yeah. you know, I think most people who read reviews, review, reviews, <laughs> <laughs> I think they. Um, 
they take, take it, with it a, yeah. grain of salt. Yeah. Yes, I think they read it and they are like, oh, okay, there's two sides to everything, just like this. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole? Like, okay, right. Was this I want to talk to Alejandro. <laughs> yeah, Alejandro. <laughs> Our first baby. guest we next week is going to be Alejandro. You, you and Lobster <laughs> Labia, let's get you on here. But no, and so uh, that's why these reviews I get so frustrated with, frustrated with, because yeah. I feel like you know I can't defend myself at all. Like right. what you just said is is gold. Is solid and the truth and nine times out of ten it's not the case i'm just letting you know you know and i think i think i think i think i think no karen culture is is interesting because i think i think it's dying it is dying but in a sense we also (laughs) it's it's really subdued complaining in a situation that really doesn't warrant complaining because that really is the issue here is nothing happened in that situation that was completely out of line and this Karen these these people these like Karen types of people which you know sorry to the Karens that are out there because it does it does suck if that's That's your name but you know just the entitlement of of certain people really should be checked and I'm kind of happy that you know people read this stuff and they just think oh that is a Karen or whatever Mm -hmm. because then it isn't taken so seriously and and again i think anybody who leaves like negative reviews online i think that's just a type of person too i have you ever left a negative review online because i never have no never Um, if if i've left any sort of like negative feedback it's been a direct contact to exactly that that specific business and not like a branch situation you know i want them to know like hey everything's good but like you need to know this happened but and that's like one or two times in the whole they may or may not agree with me on this but i do feel like it's a form of bullying in in my opinion and just like with that situation she she came up the she came up with the narrative and made it public and all we could do is defend ourselves which i don't even think we did we really just kind of were like fuck you bitch (laughs) honestly i didn't care all we well actually i won't add that in but we just looked at (laughs) we just yeah Anyway, we were just irritated, Um, okay? So if anyone wants to go on our Yelp, we don't... Actually, if you have any negative feedback about Curls Gone Wild, please leave it on Yelp. Yelp. We don't have a page. That's where we consolidate all of our I think her husband commented on it, too. He was like, yeah, it was something. uh, People are so stupid. He probably hates his life. Anyways, (laughs) next, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for wanting to switch stylists at the same salon? Oh, this has happened to me before. Go on. Hello. Recently, I've decided I want to get my hair cut and bleached at a salon. I've bleached my hair myself before, but it came out quite ugly, as bleaching with no experience usually does. So this time, I want to make sure my hair is done professionally and looks really good. There's a salon that my mom takes me and my sister to, and I've had my hair cut there before, and I didn't really like it. We all are seen by the same stylist, and when she dyed my sister's hair, I didn't like how it came out. It was really uneven and strange looking. Because of this, I've decided that I don't want her to dye my hair. I started looking for other salons online and looking at photo reviews, but none of them really looked that great. The only person I can find near me who does hair the way I want it to be done is a different girl who who works at the same salon. My mom says it's rude of me to switch stylists, even though I've only seen the girl like twice in the span of two years, and that I should go to an entirely new salon. The girl I want to go to is really talented, though, and I'm sure she would make my hair look amazing. Personally, I don't think it's that big of a deal. My mom says she's talked to other people about the situation, and they all agree with her. 
She then told me that she wouldn't stay there with me because she was too embarrassed and that she was just going to drop me off and leave me there. She told me that because I'm autistic, I don't understand how rude it is. <laughs> well, that's a honestly, detail. Honestly, I don't what? know. Honestly, I don't know if she's right or not. So am I the asshole for wanting to switch stylists at the same salon? So it sounds to me like the mom sees that hairstylist pretty frequently, like has a relationship with her. Yeah. Yeah. You same know, seems like it. I think they've been going to the same girl for a long time. I totally understand. You're unhappy. You want to go somewhere else, but you're the asshole. You're really? Go- I think you're going to create an an atmosphere in the salon that isn't good. I, it's not good. You're going to create an issue between these two stylists. And I'm seeing this as from a business point of view because the minute the hairstylist the original hairstylist sees that this girl is seeing this new hairstylist there's going to be this competition there's going to be a little you know what what does what can she do that i can't do and why and then it's going to be an issue and i'm sorry and i i mean this in a nice way but there are fucking hairstylists everywhere you cannot tell me do you live in a town of five people your mother you and these two hairstylists and your boyfriend i don't know you know like there are plenty of other hairstylists that can probably i guarantee do what you need them to do to your hair and do just as great work go somewhere else okay funny i disagree you think i don't think she's the asshole i think that depending on this i you know there's so many variables that go into this that you don't know like how big is the salon is it you know is it like three people and it is going to be really cringy and awkward or is it like a 10 to 12 chair salon where they probably won't even notice that you're there or they'll come say hi i think most of the time it may be a little awkward but if that person isn't really delivering what you're wanting then i think it's okay to see somebody else you don't even in the same salon? I think so. There's been plenty of girls that, like, even... I, the difference, though, too, with our salon is there a lot of... The, like, we don't really have competition. There's not... I don't really think that, like, our girls really fight against each other for no. clients. Like, we just don't really have that because we have enough demand that they all get... Everyone eats at this table. You know <laughs> wow. what I'm saying? Oh, wow. But... but there's just not that like really competitive edge where it's like I need every person that comes into the salon yeah and I think that there's just certain things that everyone's good at like certain girls here are like really great at vivids certain girls are really great at blonding and so I think even sometimes the stylists are like you know what you'd actually really benefit from being with Amy she does these really really technical uh, you know balayages makes it like perfectly seamless you know I I don't think anyone here is like you know and i also think it kind of goes to the fact too like do you want someone to stay with you if they don't want to be with but you but what if this is somebody that you thought loved their hair you know you're sitting there you're you've done their hair twice i guess but twice yeah. and you think oh they're a good client i do their mom's hair regularly and then she books an appointment with somebody else are you prepared are you prepared <laughs> i'm prepared are you prepared to take care as the manager oh if yeah the other stylist is like what the hell yeah and there's an issue honestly i find we've had this situation happen a lot actually and it's know. not really because they didn't like the service i think it's more just because people 
are last minute types of people and they just get online yes, and book an appointment. Yes, and that's different. And, but no one really cares. Like, everyone's just like, eh, whatever. Like, they're annoyed by it and they wish that they would just stick with one person, but they don't really care if it's but them or the But this situation is different. Th- that situation is clients are just, you know, they book online, they're they don't flighty. care. But this situation is she sought out this other stylist and knows that this other stylist does better work or work that is gonna, she's gonna be happier worth with than this this original stylist and so i just think it creates it i just for me i'm like what's the point there's plenty of other stylists just go somewhere else yeah i mean i don't know i don't i don't think she's an asshole for wanting to go to somebody else and no i don't need that i think just i think you have to be prepared to just have an awkward situation but (laughs) the autism thing is kind of weird i know that was kind of it just feels very like detail like do we need that like at the very end like she told me that because i'm autistic i don't understand how rude it is like i don't think it's actually that rude like we need to stop acting like these people are our property like once we do their hair one time and i don't think i just think it's creating an an atmosphere in the salon that i don't i wouldn't want in my salon which you've had this happen to you Uh uh-huh you and um one of the other girls yeah have have kind of traded back and forth this one client and so maybe i'm saying this from personal yeah it sounds personal yeah really i was (laughs) super annoyed by it and you know but like do you think she's an asshole you're like yeah she's (laughs) a fucking bitch (laughs) you know at the time you know, that actually is the exact same situation. Mm-hmm. So I was doing You're this. Like, yeah, and, fuck her. <laughs> well, in this situation too as well, like I have been doing this girl's hair for a while. A and she just was like, I like her work better. And yeah. I, oh God, I honestly, I was super annoyed. Kind of but me and this stylist are close friends. And so I wasn't, I guess I wasn't mad at the stylist. I was mad at the, the client. The client. So you did think the client was kind of an asshole for I doing did. Okay. Well, because huh? I'm just kind of like, what's the point? You can go somewhere else. Yeah. If it's, you're it unhappy. is a little bit of a slap in the face. Because it, it's like kind yeah. of just like, eh, like, I know it's so hard because. I, I also don't think clients see it the way we see it, which why would they? But they are just seeing it as a transaction where we see it more as like, no, we're we've put a lot of effort into creating this specific look for you. Yeah. And and then you just kinda like, mm, I I it's it's easy for us to be on the chopping block for you, which yeah. is, is kind of shitty so yeah maybe maybe i see it a little differently i think then, in yeah. this girl's case too she couldn't get in with me yeah and so she went to the other stylist and then said well i like her work better um okay next up am i the asshole for giving a beauty salon one star rating and a negative review for charging me more to take off my gel, gel nail polish um this makes me sound like an asshole oh wait <laughs> this makes me sound like a karen so let me explain I've had my gel nails done for the past seven years. And when I come back to the, God, I don't know why I'm, I, there's too much vodka. There's too much vodka in this drink. My, my reading skills are falling apart. Yes. Okay. I've had my gel nails done for the past seven years. And when I come back, the polish would always be taken off using an e-file, a machine that gets rid of the polish via fast movement. My best friend had a wedding coming up last week, and unfortunately, the salon I normally go to couldn't accommodate on that day. I've booked in advance. However, they had to cancel on rather short notice due to the place above them flooding the salon and destroying and soaking most of the equipment. Yuck. I have booked a different place and have warned them that I have a gel polish already, which needs to be taken off. The place accepted my booking and quoted 35 euros for the nails and 10 euros to take off the gel polish. 
I just want one color, so no design. When I came in, it took them over one hour to take the previous gel nail polish off, and the job they did was not great, and this caused me to miss some of my appointments. When it came to the pay, they said that the total would be 60 euros instead of 45, as originally quoted, and when I have mentioned this to the lady on the reception, she said that I didn't have a gel nail polish and didn't tell them it would be that hard to take off. They were trying to soak it off in acetone. It turned into an argument with me saying that that's what I always had done in the past and it was always taken off by a machine instead of soaking it off, but the lady wasn't having it and so still made me pay the new amount. She then said she wished she never accepted my custom as I was difficult to deal with. My custom. Well, like her appointment probably. I've left a one-star review and have mentioned my whole experience and have spoken to some of my friends about it during the wedding, but how unprofessional this lady was. Some friends have agreed with me, while some said I was too harsh with the review and was a bit of an ass. So am I the asshole? Asshole. She left a review. This, the whole theme of this whole thing. I well, was like, no yeah. reviews. Call this salon. Yeah. Create an issue. Yeah, the message asshole. really is, is you know, I, again, I don't think it's fair to say you are not allowed to leave a review. Yes. You can well, absolutely leave a review. Yeah. I think, though, in tandem to that, you should contact the business directly. So if you want to leave a review, like call the business first, tell them your experience, and then leave the review. Because then you can also add in what they did for you. Because that's the thing, too, is like you could leave a bad review saying like, hey, I got a really crappy service, blah, 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 blah. But when I talked to the manager, they said that they would compliment compliment they would give me a complimentary service or something so that way there's some sort of resolution and then actually there's a full well-rounded like you know situation and it's not just like they fucked up my nails or whatever i honestly it's it's bullying it's the pricing though is interesting i from this one and that was the reason we don't do nails in the salon but the reason i put this in was because i was thinking about pricing Mm -hmm. and how you know is it fair that she was quoted the specific pricing and then now it's significantly more? Yeah, there I mean, should that, always, there should be, yeah, I know. You're like, well, it's like $20, but, um, you know, or 20 euros. Pardon. The, uh, the, yeah, she should have had a conversation. I'm surprised, well, because it sounds to me like she didn't have the product on her hands well or, or maybe the salon doesn't hand. yeah i don't i don't know it is weird because you would think that they would know if it's a but i'm sure a conversation in my opinion a conversation should have been had when they're trying to get that shit off her nails and they can't and they're like well what's on here this is gonna yes. take longer because once again that was time spent like she needs to be charged for that yeah but i think it's it it boils down to the operator having to say hey you know normally our removal is ten dollars and she said beauty salon so that makes me wonder is this a salon that isn't it's not a nail salon it's a beauty salon meaning like a place like this that offers nails so maybe they're not equipped with all of the supplies that a normal nail salon would have you should be able to take salon you should be able to take gel off with acetone i, I mean know. it's not ideal it's interesting to me that she has to i don't know i, would I don't think if you know too much about nails i, I don't get them either. done anymore yeah, since i had a baby anyways I mean, moms get their nails done yeah they do and they don't and that's so okay. asshole or no she's an asshole too I, I think she's an asshole it's like oh my god yeah i don't to me Ugh. i'm just like anytime someone leaves a review i'm just like Ugh. i know i should be more subjective to that but ugh. Okay. All right. This you is, another one? Um, yeah. One last one. Okay. Do. Am I the asshole for refusing to tip a hairstylist? 
So not too long ago, I went on a first date and wanted to get my hair professionally blown out, but my salon didn't have any last minute openings. So I called this other salon and they put me with an, with one older lady. We'll call her Z. So I walked in and Z sits me down after she, I don't know why that's funny. After she's done washing my hair. (laughs) Okay. We'll call her Z. After she's done washing my hair, we go back to her chair and she starts brushing my hair excessively. Sorry, I'm just rough-handed. In quotes. Yeah, okay, but then she goes on to start commenting on the state of my hair. I currently do all-over bleach and tone, but use Olaplex shampoo every other week, so my hair feels processed, sure, but nonetheless still healthy. Quote, your hair is so damaged. Your hair is so problematic. I explained that I'm a natural brunette, but dye my hair blonde, and she then insisted that my hair doesn't like bleach. She pointed out that my hair should not be coming out into the brush when she's brushing it, yet even before I started bleaching my hair, would do the, my hair would do the same, and she's pulling too damn hard. <laughs> so to change the subject, since she mentioned she goes to a lot of product shows, I asked her what she thinks of Monet and Mary Kay. She apparently thinks they're good quality. Like what? Monet is known to make your hair fall out. Oh, and then she tells me to buy every Olaplex product on the line because apparently my hair will fall out if I don't. And then sleep with the shampoo in my hair overnight. Shampoo? (laughs) Shampoo? There was no way I was going to do that as I'm a student and need to pinch pennies wherever I can. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't do it. After (laughs) After we were done, which took her over an hour to do something my regular stylist can do in half that time. She charges me a whopping $60 for only a wash and blowout and then reminds me as I'm getting ready to pay, make sure you tell your next stylist that you have problematic hair because you do. I hit the no tip option on the checkout screen and left. Am I the asshole for not tipping? I don't think I've ever not left a tip anywhere, I should point out. Yeah. <laughs> Praise me, do whatever. Wow, but you're a saint. I know, but I don't know. And then, But then I always think, is it more disrespectful or rude to leave like a like dollar, a dollar tip yeah. or no tip i don't know that's another conversation but i've never not left a tip because she she did the work i miss she didn't mention whether she hated her hair or not so it sounds like she probably liked it you need to tip her like she was rude don't, I don't i don't agree you don't you don't think she was i don't rude? i that's the thing is i think i have an unpopular opinion about tip culture I don't think tips are deserved. I am with you. I've never not tipped someone, and I always will tip even if the service is bad, but I still hold the position that, like, I don't think that you should tip if you had a bad experience. A tip is is gratuity, which by definition is basically a extra gift saying, like, you did a good – like, you did – um work beyond the the minimum and requirement be that as it may mr smith <laughs> i do think though that's not how our culture is but i mean but you to go me, to restaurants i mean restaurants in kansas there our servers are making 213 an hour plus tip like that's how they survive i oh i mean like i said i've never not tipped but someone. does this hairstylist or does this client know that the hairstylist isn't making that i don't know and but you but know? to me again it's like you then are required if if you work in an industry that is tip infused meaning like you, that's how you make your income 
then you need to act like that therefore like it's determined by the person it would just be like if you went to work say you worked at like a corporate job or you mm-hmm. worked at ulta or whatever like it could be any mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you made an hourly rate say you make ten dollars an hour or whatever but your your hourly wage could be determined by the customers that came in that day and they could decide to pay you less than that ten dollars how would you treat those customers I mean, you would treat them like gold, right? Yeah. Yeah. You would be like, oh shit, like I've got to be on because I'm not getting that base pay just because I showed up. Yeah. I'm getting the base pay based on how I treat these people. That's how I believe tip culture works and tipping industries where you work in a job where you're tipped Mm -hmm. and that's a part of your income. That is solely based on how you treat the customer. Well, and I totally understand what you're saying. Unfortunately, though, that that's not how our culture works. Is it the basil? Mind me, I'm choking on basil over here. <laughs> You're not getting tipped for this drink. <laughs> but, but no, like, but I think I think what you're saying is an opinion that a lot of people share is that like yeah. tips are deserved. And I think like I don't necessarily agree. Like I think you don't get a tip because you showed up and you put the food on the table or you showed up and you you know fixed their hair. Like the tip portion of that pay is due to your performance yeah and so just not how it is though the performance uh, yeah. i don't is... know like to me though it's like if i didn't get tipped i would self-reflect i wouldn't just think like oh well fuck them i didn't yeah. you know i did a good job or whatever like you know and, and and it really is quantifiable i think because anytime i have an interaction with a client that's like exemplary and they we have a good time and we're laughing they'll tip me even though i'm not their stylist yeah so i'll be styling i'll be styling someone i'll be washing them and like we have a great time almost always they tip me so and all two of them have tipped you <laughs> right so no one tips me no but you know and so yeah it really does come from you know your position as their provider and i i don't know i just think telling someone that some basically telling someone that their hair is shit like what did you expect there's so many other ways to have that conversation and we do it all day where it's like hey you know you're because you're an overall you know all over bleach like your hair's compromised this is really what I recommend to kind of bring that hair back to life. There's a totally different way well, to say this, these things. This just goes back to labia lobster. <laughs> yeah, yes. Is it like lobster you, labia? It's labia lobsters. Yeah. Oh, oh multiple. That's gross. But anyways, it's all, it's like finesse. It's what how you say things, how you're going to say it. You don't know this person at all. For yeah. one, would you talk to anyone like that? Would you sit would you talk to anyone and be like your hair shit? I totally understand that. And but my thing is that's not how it works and i i agree with you i think you're right um wow but i also think that's not just how our culture works that's not how our tipping culture works i guess um it's and honestly like how many times have you had a service done with anything you're like should i tip i don't know i feel like a tip is almost customary for everything now not everything but most everything but anyways no she was rude i definitely or unprofessional i should say and once again with these situations i always am like well was she really like that blah 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 but it sounds to me like it wasn't necessarily a professional situation so are is she the asshole I don't I don't think so to me she paid the service I guess right right? yes like it isn't required there is no like 
so this required... so this kind of goes against everything I'm saying. But if you're not going to leave a tip, leave a review, not online on Google or Yelp, <laughs> yeah. but leave a review. Like, hey, I, you know, give feedback in some yeah, way. Yeah, you know, I didn't leave a tip. I felt like you know you were a little disrespectful to me. Yeah. You know, because I think I I guess it is feedback, actually, when you don't leave a tip. But there's your feedback. But sometimes I don't think people know. I think. Of course not. I I doubt this person knew. Yeah. I think this this Z character had, you know, she it sounds like she's an older lady. So, you know, probably has been operating the same way forever. Mm -hmm. And doesn't honestly i think a lot of times people don't care either they don't care what yeah people have to say girl your hair looks like shit you know yeah yeah Yeah. and it's again like what you said about hairstylists like how they're meant to be kind of crude and and funny and kind of just give it you kind of see that represented in pop culture too in movies like anytime a hairstylist is in a movie they're always like very sassy and you know but I don't know. Yeah, tipping is is interesting because I don't know. I just don't view it as required. Like it's always it's always appreciated, never required. And so I think it's like that extra bit of income. I'm talking to a salon. I think restaurant culture is different, but in a salon, like we, that is not like a required part of the stylist income. I think it's it's that extra like thank you for doing a great job yeah. and spending time with me and like creating a fun atmosphere. So I don't think if she didn't experience that, why would you pay more for a service that you really didn't enjoy? Yeah. Personally, you know. You're right. No. If it's I not totally required. Agree with you on that, it's just sad. But... It just sucks cuz I think a lot of the times like it could boil down to just personalities with people like mm-hmm. if you you know you get someone in your chair that's really timid and you're very outspoken and loud that kind of sometimes doesn't mesh well. well and I'm sure I mean even I I don't feel like I'm a very sensitive person at times and I know I've probably have offended people in the past um not understanding you know how sensitive they are to some of the things I've said or whatever yeah. but I don't know you're right with tipping I guess but <laughs> you heard it here first guys I don't know I t- I'm right it's just a little off. I used to, when I used to work at Paul Mitchell, the school, so before I taught there, I worked their front desk just part-time, and I remember the students being upset when clients, like, didn't tip or didn't tip enough. That was always a thing, and I remember thinking, you know, they don't have to. Yeah, know, right. In that situation, and, and the same here. I've never been upset by how little or how much, <laughs> definitely I've never been upset by how much <laughs> a like, client's given me, me as a tip. Um, that's totally up to their discretion discretion um but i don't know it's hard it's it's different here yeah i i think you know you know you go overseas too they i mean tipping isn't even a thing there, yeah you know. but then if you go to certain places like western caribbean or small islands like uh, tipping is everything yeah so it's it's, it's just like kind of assimilating to the culture and figuring out what how it works how it it is i think tipping isn't used how it should be using or how it was meant to be used yeah um and so you have to take that into consideration i've never really i think to keep going on this like i've never had an experience where i felt like i shouldn't tip like i've never had that bad of an experience with someone where i was like oh this is horrible they do not deserve another dollar from me Maybe the bare minimum 20% or, but I've never felt. Well, because I think the thing that we always need to remember 
is people we're human yeah you know and people get busy they forget things right. you know whatever it food is for sure anytime yeah. someone's complaining in a restaurant i just want to leave like hide. i just want to like, get out because get it is so table. cringy to me yeah. when people complain about food like because it's like it's food Kim, people God. are dying yeah. <laughs> like i always just think about that i've never had a service be it hair nails food anything where i felt like they were intentionally going out of their way to give me a bad service yeah, does that make sense right if anyone's done if i've had a bad experience i know it's a hundred percent because they are human they're busy they forgot whatever we can make mm -hmm. mistakes in the service industry that's fine and that goes back to hair people want to know have you ever messed up someone's hair uh yeah i have and i've made mistakes it was i never wanted to mess up someone's hair on purpose so tipping, I think, has to always kind of, like, reflect who the person was, too, as well. Yeah. How they were during the service. But Totally. Okay. So I think we're done. Well, we need to pick I our know. winner for our Stanley. So I think we had oh. um, 25, 20 people, 15, I don't know. We had this quite... is going to piss Clint off me doing this by the microphone. I know. Also, um, shout out to my husband. So he edits all of our videos. Ah! So um, he'll be editing some of these uh, rants out, luckily for us. All but, right. Okay, anyways. I picked Tanner a winner. Has picked. Did you look? I didn't. Okay. I looked. So the no, winner. I, I mean, I didn't look. I just grabbed one. Okay, so the winner gets the Stanley Cup Ooh, that my sister limited edition in her garage. I don't know if this is limited edition. <laughs> it but looks it. It's from their adventure series. Ooh. Ah. I think it, these cups are just bizarre, like how people are so obsessed with them. Honestly, I thought it was weird too, but now I love it. Um, okay. Do you here? Why don't you read the Oh, winner? yay! Okay, the winner is Miss Claire Suellendrop. Suellendrop. So Claire and I went to high school for. And also, shout out to Claire. She sent us so many great questions on line that we are going to put honestly full fucking <laughs> we'll just do a clear Jesus. no i loved it yeah. she was like super supportive of it and they were great questions too i was yeah. like god i didn't even think about that so claire um she doesn't live here she lives in kansas city oh nice so but come pick it up let's grab lunch <laughs> dinner we'll ship it to you no let's oh. hang out Okay. <laughs> Girl night. If you have any questions or any topics that you want us to talk about, please DM us, Claire, <laughs> or anyone. Send us a message on Instagram. Please. Ask um, us our questions. Ask me my nightly routine, like how I get ready for bed, or cares ask me like what I think about Lisa's yellow Jeep, or... Nobody cares about that either. Ask. Yeah. Whatever you want. Oh, wow. That's classy. <laughs> All right. Bye. Why don't, you, why don't you take your shoes off? <laughs> bye. I'm going to just keep talking. <laughs>